What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turned Ours Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. We had a pretty elite week. I mean, talk about a comeback. Don't you know? Don't call it a comeback. Although that was a comeback. Who are we kidding? John Rom down nine at one point. Nine with ten to play. Ooh, coming back, beating Colin Morikawa on the back nine. Colin completely lost the ability to hit a chip shot. Uh, it was it was a dominant display. What did you think of the week? Well, first off, I mean, I think it goes without saying, no matter if you've been in that position or not, you just got a feel for Colin. He had I, three of the best days that I think we could have seen for golf and confidence. It hurt to see that, um, especially, you know, you know, he pulled one. Then he chunked the chip. And once you chunk the chip, you feel it in your hands. The nerves are there. It's in your head. And then you see the leaderboard and ROMs, you know, it was just a spiral events and that's going to stick with him. I don't care. And probably until the day he regrettably passes away, that's going to stick with him. But hopefully we'll be able to enjoy Hawaii for a couple of days. Like you talked about. Yeah. As, as somebody that had Colin Morikawa in like both lineups, he was all across my board. It was very sad to see him basically basically fall apart and i hope it does not affect him long term um but i also don't care because i had rob so it, it really didn't change too much for me uh in terms of the rest of the the, the week though jack outside of those two guys because obviously that was an elite finish on sunday what did what did what else kind of surprised you i guess maybe is the best way to just to uh, word it yeah i think the first thing we should point out is xander shawfley the second, yeah. this is not us trying to fad anything. We literally stop recording on Monday night. First report we see on Tuesday morning after we've put out our show, all of our socials, Xander Shoffley rumored to withdraw due to back injury. He or withdrew from the pro-am. So all of our stuff was already done, recorded, and produced the yep. second we found out about it. So yes, we would have loved to change that. Disappointing to see. Hopefully all is good for him. Outside of that, um, good for JJ Spawn, good for Tom Hoagie, and more importantly, Will Zalatoris. Yeah, Will Zalatoris, by the way, that is a very strong, strong week if you are a Will Zalatoris fan like myself. I mean, you you wanted something good that weekend to prove that you can bet him going forward. I mean, there's going to be discussion at some point or another about a, about a major and if he's and if he's playing like that, I know it's early. It's early. There's a lot of a lot down the road. I'm not saying he's going to go win the Masters now in two months. We talking about Masters already? All right. So here's what the thing is: so they just extended 13. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So no, I'm not saying he's winning that come April, but like U.S. Open. I mean, maybe a year out from now, he's in he's in good contention. If he's playing like this and he plays like this all year, he's he's got great potential to potentially, at least the players maybe. Yeah, I think it's that was probably one of the most important weeks that he could have had. I mean, I can't tell you that's such a confidence builder because last time he withdrew with a back injury, which Xander has right now, and hoping for a speedy recovery is that's a 50 50. You can't, that's not less it's like a you know, a leg injury where you can get surgery or whatnot, do your recovery, you're good. That yeah. will linger with you. It takes one swing and you're down for months. It was so good and it didn't look like he missed a beat. He it looked like his swing improved because he wasn't like relying on the hitch trying to to mediate his back injury, which I love to see. It, it tells me that he's definitely in better form. 
so that's always a positive. One of the things I'll go through real fast here is I'll go through some of the leaders. Uh, driving distance leader was John Rahm at 313 and uh, 0.5 yards. Not surprising. If you saw any of his drives on 18, they all went like 400. It was like 379 average or something like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, driving accuracy leader, Will Zalatoris at 91%. Very impressive. I would have thought it would be Luke List, to be honest. Uh, Luke List was right there with him. I took Zalatoris out of personal bias. I think I think Luke List was at like 0.2% difference. They were both up there in the in the low 90s. Uh, greens and regulation, JT Poston at 91.7%. JT Poston had a rough Sunday. Um, on Sunday at 14, again, this is a drivable par four. He pulled out the driver and he blew it into the, what is that? The, the long grass on yeah, the, the marsh. Right, the marsh on the right. He made triple. I mean, realistically, you take that triple, you turn it into a par. He's top 10 almost. Yeah, you know, it's so. great. He shot two under for the round. So advice to all you amateur <laughs> golfers out there that are hotheads. I was a hothead. Trust me, I know exactly what's going on. I used to be that kid where if I hit a bad shot, I'm, you know, chucking my club 20 yards down. He went out and birdied three of the next four holes. Yep. So it negated everything. He went two under on the round. But like you said, one shot better, he's top 20. Yep. Yeah, he, it changed everything. And I actually think it affected his pricing this week in a better sense for people that wanted to bet him. Um, so he's definitely interesting in my mind. Uh, bogey avoidance, uh, It's more. it was more Kawa for the first, like, 64 holes. Oh, and then my all gosh. of a sudden, that back nine, I think he made, what, like, four bogeys in a row. He bogeyed 14 and 15, the two e- arguably, I guess, the two easiest holes on the golf course. Uh, it was just absolutely brutal to, to watch. Yeah. I 100% agree. And the other thing I wanted to point out before we move on, Hideki Matsuyama for three rounds like fantastic, especially coming into this week. Yep. Fourth round, I wouldn't say that he looked injured because I don't want to speculate anything, but he just didn't look like he had maybe confidence is the right word. He had like 14 pars. You know, I think he shot one under for the day. He just didn't look like he had the spark. He looked so, rusty. He looked yeah, rusty. Yeah, so I feel like especially going into this week where he's a former winner and he's like third overall in you know, price or not yep. uh, price odds, just something to look out for. Cause uh, yes, it is a huge bonus, which Liam will get into in a minute where you're coming from the Sony to here, yep. but that's not the round you want to transition into. Definitely. Um, do you want to go over lineups at all then? Is nope. that what you want to go to next? Not really. I uh, know it was not a good week for the Jackster. Yeah. Uh, so I had Xander in both lineups. I still made money on 50 fifties and DraftKings Cause I'm that fucking goaded. Um, I had John Rahm first as my, as obviously who won it. I had Xander who was soft and didn't want to play through back injury. I had Colin who was second. Um, I had Tom Hoagie who was T3 and I had Sung Jay who was 13th and Trey Mullinex who was 28th. So I took Xander said, I don't care that you're not playing. I'll get the other, I'll get the top three guys in the field and I will squeak out the last guy that made money in 50 fifties, just as a big old. F you to Xander for, for withdrawing, but <laughs> no, I it up on the back end, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hope he does get better, but also I'm a little sad that he, that, you know, that happened that way. Uh, FanDuel, I missed out on money by a little bit. I had Colin and Rom again, but it didn't matter. I just couldn't catch back up to it. Poplin and Harmon were just middle of the road. Yeah, I'm right there. I had um in DraftKings, I had JJ spawn who saved me mm. FanDuel. I had Xander. 
um, who was just awful. I had Billy Horschel, who for three runs looked like I could beat him. I had um, Aaron Wise, who I don't even know. He was like, just like, I don't think they mentioned his name once. I think he was top 20. Keegan Bradley, he just didn't look like he had his stuff this week. I think he was 34th. So I just had a horrible lineup, but I had um, Scotty and Colin, I guess. Hey, you know, there you go. I mean, on a normal 158 person tournament. I'm not mad at those results. Oh yes. This is just awful. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, All right. Do you want to get into, do you, you don't want to get into bets either. I will just get it out of the bag. This is my, is this my first losing week of the year? Uh, I think, I think it is. You, you might've technically lost another week, but you lost probably like 0.06 that week. Yeah. Something this like that. A, this is a true losing week for Jack. Yeah, this is a bad loss for me. So I had Scotty Scheffler top 10. Thank goodness for 72nd hole because that was brutal. Justin Thomas, this is a course where he's won, I think, two or maybe even three times, and he looked like, you know, awful. Sahith Thagala looked great through 36. Then he didn't. Adam Scott looked great through 36, and then yeah. he didn't. Yeah. Sung Im looked great through 36, yeah. and then he didn't. So one in four on the week for me down 3.28 units however when you're good you're still up 15.6 for the 2023 season yeah there you go you had that you had a very comfortable buffer thank you brian Um, Harmon. yeah thank you brian Harmon. i could not say the same i was down roughly eight units um i was about half a second from taking the sung j top 10 at plus 130 which I, i have to point out there is a note in here that Liam would have taken this bet if I hadn't stolen it from him. First. Exactly. But you didn't. And I appreciate you for it. Um, no. So my three bets, my one loss was Xander Shoffley top 10. It's not really a one loss time. though. It's yeah. not really a loss. He withdrew. And I had this bet in before his back injury. If you gave me a hundred percent Xander Shoffley going into tournament of champions, I, I, I still think that probably cashes. Um, my other bet was Colin Morikawa, top 10 at plus 130. That was a great W. Almost a win. Could have gone top five. Um, and then I took Brian Harmon over Seamus Power at plus 100. That was a sweat. Ter- that was a sweat because Brian Harmon looked the most uncomfortable person over a golf ball I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, Brian Harmon like, could have convinced me that Sunday morning you had to go watch 27 women give birth and then go hop onto a golf course right after because he just looked like he was in a, a gaze. He had no clue what the hell was going on, but he still beat Seamus Power. Yeah, um, thank God. Seamus Power, by the way, bogey-free fourth round, three birdies. It just He was there so many times. In theory, Brian Harmon should have lost, but uh, woulda, shoulda, coulda, we still took the dub and we yeah. got some money. Yeah, I uh, I got 1.3 units for the week. I'm now down 6.75. I'm just slowly inching my way back down. Well, you know, as we talked about, this is, I know this is a 40-person week, but this is the time that especially you are going to start to chip away where it's not the gimmick fields anymore. Yes. So that 6.75 will be gone, and I guarantee you by the end of February. That's the goal. I, I, when I can get to the Masters and I'm up, you know, hopefully half a dozen units, then we'll be peaked because then I can lose it all at the Masters again. Yeah, as we said, and as I will continue to reverberate, for every single unit I am up, I will be placing one bet at the Masters. All right, there you go. Uh, how about winners, Jack? Do we want to talk about your winners? This was, I'm realizing more and more as I'm seeing this. This was a rough week for you on most fronts, wasn't it? Well, here's the thing with winners especially. is because you want to – it's kind of we're doing that. You can't pick just winners or uh, all favorites. Yes. So 
again, Sahith Agal and Keegan Bradley were both my winners. They look good through 36. Not maybe about winners because Colin was just running the field and lapping everybody. But, yeah. you know, on a, again, normal 158, 162-person field, I'm taking 33, 34. Yeah, I mean, in the, you know, in an ideal world, that works perfect. I'm in, I'm in a similar boat. I had Hideki, who finished 21st, and Brian Harmon, who finished 16th. Um, and in all honesty, again, top half, and I didn't use – Rom, I didn't use Scheffler. I didn't use Morikawa. I didn't use Sung Jay. I didn't use Rory. I didn't use any big, big hitters. I mean, theoretically, I could use one of these guys this week, but I have so many other options I could still go to that I'm not stressing about the fact that I used those two. And I got basically top half for both of them. All right. Wild picks. Yes. Can we just get into that? Cause uh, first of all, this is the only time I am upset with Colin Morikawa because <laughs> I had both of my wild cards. One was either John Rom, Justin Thomas, or Matt Fitzpatrick to win at plus two sixty. Obviously Rom hits. So we took that one. The other one was Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler, or Cameron Young to win, which is plus 400. So although Rom did win, and we made positive notes on the back end of the wild card. It would have been nice to see Colin win because that's an extra 1.4 units in the bag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew the, the moment on Sunday came around, and I saw who how the leaderboard was shaping up. It was either Rom, Scotty, or Colin, and I was like, all right, Jack's winning the wild card, no matter what. It's just a question of whether it's or Fitzy, four. I think. Was Fitzy? Oh yeah, Fitzy was in that final group so too. I was, yeah. I was chilling with wild cards. One like, of those four one. guys was winning, and no matter what Jack was winning, was whether it was going to be plus two sixty or plus four hundred. Uh, for my wild card picks, I had Hideki top ten at plus two hundred. Again, he finished twenty first, um, and I had Sungjae top five at plus three thirty. That was a loss, but I'm okay losing wild card picks considering I was pretty decent otherwise throughout my week. So we'll take it. Um, if you followed, Jack had John Rahm. I had Xander Shoffley in the head-to-head. Um, Jack won. There we go. I, clearly, I it, was a, it was a very close match. Um, you know, down to the wire, didn't know who was going to win. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, Jack crushed with John Rahm. Theoretically, I, I, I should have had Morikawa instead of Xander because I like both of them. Would have made it a little more enjoyable. But um, it works. Good win, Jack. And you picked the winner the winner. Like, not just a... You didn't just beat me finishing 38th as opposed to my 39. <laughs> yeah, so that's why everyone's going to come in here. You guys suck at winner's picks. Well, hold on. If we really <laughs> wanted to pick just winners like we did last year, we would have – I think we had like eight winners last year. We Yeah, we had eight or nine winners last year. Again, we we pick guys that are less – or we, we pick less of the top two or three guys in the field because we're trying to do it to help you. If you're playing in, in, in any sort of fantasy golf – you're not picking Rom and Rory and Scheffler every week. You got to mix it up because you can only use them a certain number of times. I think we're done with the uh, Century Tournament of Champions. Yeah, although it is disappointing. This course we're going into at the Sony, I've actually played before. So it's going to be super fun to try and reminisce and watch and, you know, try and recap those memories. There you go. We are going to the Sony Open in Maui. This is a full field. We are not doing the. Uh, the 40 person no cuts anymore we got the full 144 this is a par 70 totaling 7040 yards last year's winner was Hideki Matsuyama he came from way back and beat Russell Henley on Sunday um some of the main things to look at this week look to use strokes gain t to green as your main strokes gain formula uh the top 26 players on last year's Sony Open leaderboard each finished with a positive strokes gain T to green number. 
And in 2021, it was 30 of the top 31. So if they have a negative strokes gain T degree number, they're probably not going to do top 25 on this course. This course has had a golfer here win in their 20s only four times, meaning that the old guys will be more so in play this week than usual. Um, again, there are going to be differences in that. Cam Young won here in his 20s, or Cam Young. Cam Smith won here in his 20s. Um, like, you can still go to Tom Kim this week. He's going to be just fine. I know he's 20 years old, but he's great. It doesn't matter. Um, eight of the last nine winners of the Sony Open have played the century the previous week, the exception being Cam Smith in 2020. Um, if you want to go farther back in that in terms of time frame, 17 of the last 24 winners of this tournament have also come from the century. Uh, fairway percentage on this course is 53%, which is one of the lowest on tour. Um, the average is 64%. They're also growing the rough out an extra half inch this year. So there's going to be a little bit more penal um, if you missed <laughs> You can say that again. If you miss the fairway, Jack almost just spit out his water. Um, course history is super important here. Outside of Augusta, this course has the biggest correlation to course history. So you can focus on it a little bit more this week if you want to. Um, I have a lot of names here and, and, and reasons why I like or dislike them, but I'll save them for the uh, for our breakdown in and of itself because I'm already – that's a that's a lot. I just went getting ahead of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of uh I was kind of going crazy this morning. So we got quite a bit. Oh yeah, I'm excited because you know I'm trying to I'm reminiscing. You know I'm thinking I got to go back to my camera roll to go look at those videos or whatnot. But yeah, I'm ready to get into this. Kwaile is awesome. All right, we're gonna do what the four guys at 10k. Yeah, let's do. It. I think that's fair. I think I'll you know top is Tom Kim at 10,500. Bottom is Jordan Spieth at 10k. In between is Sung J M at 10.3 and Hideki at 10.1. I think it goes without saying Tom Kim is the wild, clear favorite at 10,500. Yes, he has played, um, what, once? Or excuse me, he played twice. He played at the Hero and the Century. Yep. Top 10 and top 5 were his two finishes. He looks great. He looks awesome. Um, 65, a 69, 268s at the Century. I can't say anything more. He's in it. He's the favorite. Yeah, I think Tom Kim is going to be dangerous. I completely understand why he's the most expensive golfer here. Um, he's now at a point where it, it almost might make sense to not go to him just to be a little different. Um, again, being the most expensive golfer now, it's a little bit of a different concept. You know, a little, little top of the top of the leaderboard now, so a little extra pricey. You know, you couldn't stay away from that. But again, I, I like him. I think you can take him, especially in GPPs. Um, in cash, maybe you can switch it up, go a little a little different. Um, Hideki scares the absolute bejesus out of me. He is messed up off the tee. I don't know what it is, but he's giving away strokes off the tee like crazy. Uh, and he did it at he did it at Century too. It might be injury like still coming off that injury. It might be rust. It might just be Hideki being Hideki, but like it just looks so ugly. I'm not touching him this week. Um, I'm big on Sung Jay this week. It's just it it's Sung JM. Just look at his at his history. He plays well everywhere. He's got great irons. He's great off the tee. He's got the distance. Not that you need it on a course like this. Yeah, and we got mad at him for just barely missing top ten last week. So it's not like he's buns when we talk about, oh, he got 13th. Yeah. He's in there. Pot, maybe positive regression for only finishing 13th last week. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he'll be, you know, be top 10 this week. 
Uh, but I think between Sung Jay and Tom Kim, get to one of those guys and, and you'll be golden. Yeah. Spieth hasn't played here since 2019. It's a little, it's a little gimmicky for me. I can't, I can't, I can't really trust it. Yeah, the other thing I'm, you know, he's played really good since his first round at the Hero, where I think he's like four or five over. Ever since then, he's been really, really good with those irons, really accentuating that move. So, with a game that really doesn't matter about driver accuracy this week, I think he could really make a statement. He might, I think he lives up to that price. The only guy I'm worried about, like we said, is Hideki. I think yep. his win last year here really elevates him a ton. So I'm going Tom Kim and then probably tied for Sung Jay and Spieth for my rankings here. I think I'm I think I'm going Sung Jay, Tom Kim, Jordan Spieth. Wow, you're putting Sung Jay yeah. ahead. I think I'm going Sung Jay just based on the fact that he's two he's 200 cheaper. It could be the difference in in your lineup between a 7K guy and having to to dig at the bottom of the barrel. Hmm. All right. All right, 9K range? Yeah, starting off at Tom Hoagie, which is interesting fact about Tom Hoagie. He is currently at the college football playoffs right now, so yes. keep that in mind for a Hawaii plane ride in on Sunday and a Hawaii plane ride in probably early tomorrow morning all the way down to Taylor Montgomery at 9K, which kind of feels like a wrong pricing. Yeah, I think it's just because he hasn't played in what feels like about two and a half months for, for Taylor Montgomery. Um, I got a lot of information on guys on this range, so let me give me give me a quick second to run through it all. Uh, as Jack stated, Tom Hoagie's at the TCU versus Georgia game right now. Um, he'll be flying out tomorrow. I think he's going to be hung over as all hell, so he might – he might have a little bit of a challenge on that, you know, tomorrow getting around the practice area. Um, he also sucks at this course. He just does not play well here. Um, so in my opinion, he's a little bit of a fade. I also, side note, Russell Henley and Chris Kirk are also in this field, and they went to Georgia. They're not going to the game. Like, they're not going to California to watch it. But I'd also just be a little extra cautious of them because, you know, they might party a little hard tonight depending on who wins. Um, uh, again, I'm not thinking too deeply into that. Uh, Brian Harmon is 9,700 as somebody who played him last week. I was concerned over the hitch he had in his swing. It looked like he was having a mental block. Um, he finished fourth at this course in 2018. He's got great course fit, but outside of that, he really doesn't play well here for whatever reason. Uh, another guy that also, uh, is going to be an interesting one this week is Taylor Montgomery. Uh, experience tends to suit winners here. Again, a lot of the old heads play well, uh, like Brent Snedeker's one here, guys like that. So I don't know if I'm going all in on the rookie Taylor Montgomery. Um, he could be very interesting, but I might just avoid him. My big pick this week is, or in this line is Corey Connors. Um, top 12 finishes in each of his past three times he's played in this tournament. Uh, last season, he was ranked sixth in strokes gained off the tee and 16th in strokes gained approach. He's got very good metrics for this. And again, good course history on this on this front. Yeah, I think the only thing I'm afraid of Corey Connors is I see him on every article that I did my research on. So much like, you know, a major, we might see Rory McIlroy pop up. I think he's going to be extremely overpriced or not overpriced, overowned. Really? That's the only thing I'm wary of. I'm I'm worried about Russell Henley being overowned because of his history as well. I think Corey yeah, Connors ten years, has got a, right ten years ago he won here, ten years ago, and then last year he finished second. Um, I just I just think Corey Connors because he didn't play spectacularly last week might sneak under the radar. I mean I mean the names above him again you got Hoagie Henley Harmon and then underneath him you have Horschel and Bradley. So those are five names that are 
big hitters, and I think they're going to take a solid amount of attention away from Corey, in my opinion. Again, I'm not trying to fight you on Corey because all the metrics and what he's done, again, 18th last week is still good, so I don't want to take away. It's just a weird week. I'm just afraid of him being over-owned. I think he'll prove everything. He'll do everything fine. Like you said, Henley, 10 years ago, won here, second last year. Hoagie, I'm not even – I don't care how long of a stick you can get me. I am not going to get a guy that's doing, I don't know how long of a flight that is from Hawaii. I think it's five hours to California. Is that where the championship is? I don't even know. At this point. Yeah. It's in California. It's at SoFi. So it's probably, Oh I mean, yeah. It's probably five, six hour flight still twice yeah, in 48 I'll, hours. I'll yeah. pass on it. I'll let somebody else. If Hoagie burns me, cause he, cause he can do the back, the back for and him. forth of California. Good, good job. For you. Yeah. Um, I do like Connors. Harmon is another guy I really like, although he hasn't really proved at this course specifically. He's just so solid overall that it's not a bad price point. I'm not expecting him to go out and win. 9,700, if he finishes top 20, I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, Billy Horschel, although he started with 76, really found his game the last two rounds. So I'm not afraid of him this week. Same with Bradley. I feel like, like you said, all the older guys, really going to capitalize here yep. maverick mcneely don't really know why he's in this price point compared to some other guys that are below him not mad about it taylor montgomery like we talked about his only bad round that i've seen him on the pga tour since last year was like the uh cadence bank houston open i think he finished outside the top 50 but yeah. at the rsm which was the last time he played which you know a couple months ago he was top 15 so i think at 9k to jump right back on this fence i'm there if, if Montgomery comes back this week and does another like top 10, I think next time he plays, he's going to be like a top three or four priced golfer in the field, assuming it is not an absolutely loaded field. Uh, but I think he's going to be, he's going to be way up there. Yeah. So I think at the end, he was at like 10, two, 10, three in terms of price. So this isn't a $1,300 discount just for not playing for two months. Yeah. So if you're bullish on Montgomery and you think this is the year where he's going to like win a couple times and potentially you know be dangerous this is the price point you want him at 9k yeah i really like it and we need to get into ak because this territory is dangerous and i need to replace maverick mcneely so 8700 is kh lee down to emiliano grio i gotta step in really quickly because kh lee is a dog let's just put it that way his last two out of his last three events he finished top seven Um, his worst round last week or this week, I guess you can still call it is 69. He is so underpriced. It doesn't make sense to me. I couldn't find a lot in terms of what he did at the Sony prior. I don't even know if he's played there. I couldn't find anything. I I couldn't find much research on him either. Uh, It's not a TPC course. So the the mold doesn't fit for TPC Lee, unfortunately, but it's gotten to a point now where KH Lee is kind of broken through just being good on his gimmicky couple of courses um he's the name he's good every week now like it it just he has not missed a cut yet this year like he's just playing knock on wood well all right yeah knock on wood hold hold you know hold on to your horses here it might be a wild week but uh he's just been playing way better this year than he has previously 100 percent um but there's another guy there's two guys three guys four guys i mean (laughs) cam cam davis i like him he hasn't played since october yep I know we say that about Taylor Montgomery two months, three months is a long time. I, I don't know at the president's cup, he didn't play well. So that's the last time I saw him. So I'm not really doing that. JJ spawn confuses me a lot in this price point. Cause his worst finish since November was 15th. 
I know the course history doesn't indicate that. Obviously, I think he's missed cut like four out of his last five times. But for 8,400, for a guy that just finished fifth in that field that we just talked about, it's worth a sprinkle. It has to be. You've been reading my notes. <laughs> I actually, I, I don't have access to your notes. You do it on that separate document. Yeah, that's true. However, you know what time it is. I'm the goat all is ears. back. The yeah. goat, Keith freaking Mitchell is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he has not performed to the level he may should have, but two top 40s, one being a ninth place at the Cannons Bay Houston. He's coming back with a vengeance. He's going to go out there. I'm going to predict his four rounds. He's going to go 66. 69 71 64 and if that happens i'm just gonna quit loss yeah he's gonna finish like 10th place oh that'd be fine with me but i mean we got siwoo shaking that ass underneath him oh yeah christian bez who is just a putting wizard andrew putnam who has had a remarkable remarkable campaign so far hair and emiliano grio who is just a wizard whose worst finish since like October was 45th. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it, this 8k range, I think is a combination of dogs of dogs and minefields. I mean, I think if you hit the wrong guy, then, then you're going to tank your entire lineup right here. Uh, I agree with Jack KH Lee. He's, he's an animal. He's a new guy. I love Adam Scott this week. Um, Adam Scott has multiple top 10 finishes at this event, including a second place in, in 2009. He lost five strokes putting last week at Kapalua. He hasn't done that in years. Oh, no, I'm, thank you for reminding me. I'm expecting some positive regression from Adam Scott, and I think he'll play well this week. Uh, JJ Spawn, Jack mentioned he's never finished better than 47th here at the uh, Sony Open in the past five appearances, and he's missed a cut on four of those. Um, the other guy who was, uh, else, who else was I looking at? Oh, Siwoo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to say, it full, you have to say his full name if you're going to do it. Siwoo Kim, AKA Mr. Shaking that ass Siwoo. Uh, he ranks 11th in strokes gained approach this year. He struggles with his putter. Really? It's all depends on him on what putter he brings this week. Give me Siwoo if he's got that long putter. Otherwise, I don't know how he's going to be this week. Jack, do you got any other thoughts on the AK Ranger going down to the sevens? Let's go in the sevens, uh, starting at another old guy, Matt Kuchar at 7,100, and then you like, scroll down for three minutes, all the <laughs> way to Ches Reeve, who had a remarkable 68 on uh, Sunday here last week. Yeah, that was an impressive 68 to finish 37th and 10th. It's a big difference. <laughs> uh, it's an actual like 400K. Who am I kidding? All yeah, right. Good for him. All right. Who are you liking in this range? Okay, so first off, Denny McCarthy. Now, first off, when everybody hears it, and I understand it, they go, well, what has he done? He's had a only a one top 10 finish since like August. However, the entire calendar 2022 season, he ranks second in putting. And one is one of the metrics that you highlighted first at this putting. You don't uh, have to be a great driver. Yeah, strokes gain, tee to green, and approach. But yeah, no, sure. Yeah. As long as he gets to the green, he ranks second in putting. And the guy that's in first almost had a half of his rounds in Lucas Herbert. So, I mean, he had 40 more round, 43 more rounds in number one to get to second place. So it's his putting is on another level. As long as he can get proximity to the hole at 7,900, you're telling me he can't prove to that price point. I think that's one of the most remarkable things. Kurt Kitayama, 
They always sleep on him. They mm-hmm. always sleep on him. You know, he obviously had that awful Shriners finish there, but second at the CJ Cup, 42nd the DP World Tour with an 81. Think about that. Yeah. Barely finished outside top 40 with an 81. Will Gordon coming off a strong, what do you call it? Fall swing, winter swing, whatever you want to yep. call it. Worst finish was 44. I mean, he's on a tear. If you're talking about getting a guy at 7,600, this is one of those events we talked about. You get five, six guys making the cut. Your percentage of making money goes dramatically up. Nick Hardy, obviously we're in the fan club here, but I love Grayson Sig. That guy cut machine 44th is his worst finish since like late August. So I envision him just cracking top 40 and that's all I need out of a guy to make money. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a few of those guys that you talked about that I like as well. Uh, Kurt Kitayama is the first guy I'm going to talk about. He ranks seventh in strokes gain T to green. T to green is that number one metric I talked about. Um, extremely volatile. He's either finishing top five or he's missing the cut. Uh, but this is a course that really does play to a lot of his strengths. Um, the other guy I will mention is Gary Woodland. Uh, he's at 7,600. He has played this event, uh, or of the last five times he's played this event, he has four top 13s. His fifth time he didn't make the cut as well. Um, so I think he's dangerous in this range. My challenge with this range is that if you're getting into this range, you probably didn't do a 9, a 10, and an 8. You're probably, for the most part, avoiding this high 6K. Um, Adam Svensson played decent last week. Again, he had a little bit of a of a hiccup on a, on a couple of the holes. But for the most part, again, he played at Century, so I think he's got a decent chance to do well here, and he's played well here in the past. Outside of that, I mean, I think these bottom 7K guys are very identical to a few of the guys I like in the high 6K range. Well, then let me go ahead and point out really quickly, I had a gut. I had a gut pick. I believe the direct quote that Liam had advised me when I talked about my gut pick was that I would smoking crack. So let me just go ahead and point (laughs) this out. Mark Hubbard, 7,100. In terms of the concentration of par fours, over 67 approach shots are going to be between that range of 125 to 200 yards. He's in the top five in that category. That's the most broad range ever, <laughs> but I get it. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, 10 concentrations of par fours are between 400 and 500 yards. Yeah. So you're talking about guys that are not having chip shots and wedge shots. You want to take a look at a good iron player. Yeah. Mark Hubbard just has to get on the green. And I'm not talking about he's going to go out there and win, I but know, it's 7,100. If you get a guy that gets on the green and has good proximity to that, um, he's just going to go out and do a strong showing, I think. And obviously he went out, Mark Hubbard is relatively famous for showing out 67s, the first two rounds, and then going 74, 73. However, you know, just, you know, go for it. I think SH Kim, one of those guys, Robbie Shelton's up there, but I also really like Brandon Wu this week. If he makes a cut, it's remarkable. It's a confidence builder. But I think, like you said, I think there's some guys in the 6k range that could be dangerous. So I would like to point out that Jack called Mark Hubbard a gut pick and then proceeded to list about a dozen stats to actually back him up. So that is not a gut pick. That is called well, it factual was, It was a gut pick. And then when you said I was on <laughs> and then crack, I, called, I had to. Yeah, then I called you out. And you you started digging information. All right, so I need to call you out on your gut picks for Ralphton so that way you dig for him. Got Absolutely. it. Noted. And just for um, the record, too, before we go into it, Siwoo Kim appears on a lot of these stats that trigger into Wailea. So yes. he's another guy to look out for. I know we already talked about him, but. Oh, yeah. I love Siwoo this week. 
Um, all right, into the 6K range. Uh, do you want me to lead off or you want to go? Because I got yep. about five names. It's Ryan Armour at 6,900 to a... You scroll down however long you want to, and the last guy is Parker McLaughlin or Trevor Werblow, wherever you're looking. Yeah, I mean, it's it is a it's a tough names. A couple, you know, tough names down at the bottom. Well, Nacho's Cam, in there. Cam Young at 6K. No, I'm just kidding. That's not Cam Young. Um, ooh, Nacho's in there. Oh, Nacho, just for the memes, throw them in. No, um, I'm gonna start up top. Uh, Ryan Armour, 6900. This is a course that fits really, really well for him. Um, I talked about it all the time in the fall and last year. Ryan Armour led the tour in driving accuracy last year, and so a guy that is not a long ball hitter on a course where you don't need to be a long ball hitter that's going to stay in the fairway and get the job done. Ryan Armour has got like between 30 and 45 basically on lock. And if he's your sixth guy, then you're going to be vibing. Yeah. And one thing about um, Ryan Armour, because I actually like him a lot this week too. He ranks above average in stroke screen, proximity to the hole, fairways gained, strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained around the green, strokes gained in putting, all in par fours that are ranging between four and 500 yards and in proximity between 125 and 200 yards, which is predominantly this entire course. If you take a look at the 10 par fours or whatnot. So that statistic and a guy that is at $6,900 is remarkable. Yeah. I think he's going to be one of the highest owned guys in this, in this whole range between about 7,400 and base level. Um, I think it's worth it. Just stick with them and you'll be just fine. Uh, another guy I'll mention is Kazuki Higa. Uh, he is from predominantly the Japan tour. Uh, he is 68th in the world rankings. He's debatably the best Japanese player in the field who isn't already on the tour. Um, you can potentially say another name. Uh, he did win the Dunlop, the Dunlop Phoenix Open over Corey Connors and Tom Kim. They were both in that field. So he's played against PGA Tour level players. Um, it's just kind of worth a look. And in terms of options, he's one of the better guys if you want to go to the Japanese tour. Yeah, um, and last invite to the Masters if you haven't been paying attention to that. So, Yes, yeah, he was the last invite. Uh, David Lingmurth is definitely an interesting option. He's been playing really well recently all of a sudden. Uh, doesn't have a lot of correlation to this course, so it's a little bit iffy on that front. Uh, but at 6,700, he's he's a decent option. The other guy at 6,700 is, um, is, is, is it Kaida or Kita? Kita Nakajima, my Nakajima, guy. Nakajima, yes. Uh, so he was the former number one ranked amateur in the world. Uh, Nakajima turned pro this past fall and then finished 12th at the Zozo. So he's beating professionals at the Zozo. You know, that's a solid field. He, in the, he then proceeded to follow it up with a pair of top tens in four starts on the Japan tour to close out the year. So, Similar to Kazuki Higa, he's got he's got some competition that he's actually played in. That's my guy. That is your guy. Uh, the last guy I will mention is a is a fan favorite of mine. It's Austin Smotherman at sixty three hundred. He has not played great in this fall swing, but he just took a lot of time off. And if you're down at sixty three hundred and you need somebody that's low that has a good opportunity to come back up. I think he's probably one of the best options down here. If he's your sixth guy that you got to just take a sprinkle. If you're, if you're in this category and you can't make it to Ryan armor, throw a sprinkle and have some fun. It's just all luck. But oh yeah, um, outside of the two, I mean, I think I really like Hita Nakajima this week. Chess and Hadley always has one of these weeks where he just randomly goes for like 27th. 
Don't know why I could see him doing it this week. I really like Cole Hammer. Last two performances were 27 and 5th. Now he's going out to Hawaii. Can't beat that. Um, that we talked about. Rory Sabatini could randomly come out like he did last year and shoot like 68, 68, 69, 69. Yep. Aaron Baddeley, who at the beginning of last year was just a cut machine all throughout the year. So you want a number six that can probably get you a good percentage of a cut. Go for it. I mean, why not? Um, like you talked about Austin Smotherman, Harry Hall is another good one. There's some people in this category that I wouldn't really classify as being worthy of this category outside of the 6K people. I'm not going to fight that. Uh, I did forget, by the way, Nick Taylor is 6,700. He's four for six on making the cut here, and he finished 11th here last year. He's uh, 31st on tour and approach, 27th on tee to green. He's an awful putter. Uh, but in all honesty, at 6,700, you're going to have a weakness and you're just kind of hoping that the putter sticks this week a lot like it did with, you know, Corey Connors, who we just talked about higher up. Yeah. And I mean, if you're really looking for someone, Chad Ramey just played last week in this, in this century. So if you're looking for that correlation, I mean, you know, fire him in there. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's do it. Um, what do you got for lineup, Shaq? We start with DraftKings? Yeah, you always got to start with DraftKings. Um, hopefully, you know, won't say that just in case, but um, Tom Kim, 10,500. I bit the bullet. I know he's going to be super popular, but I think he's going to take it this week. Taylor Montgomery, 9,000. I'm taking the putter. I'm taking the wave. I'm riding with it. JJ spawn, 8,400. Will Gordon, 7,600. A guy we really didn't talk about Mackenzie Hughes in 7,500. And then Brandon Wu in 7k rounded it out. Yeah, you and I went very different pathways here on DraftKings. That's for sure. Um, I'm starting up top with Sung J M at ten thousand three hundred, and then I'm going to Corey Connors at nine thousand six hundred. I have K H Lee at eighty seven hundred. I have Kurt Kitayama at seven thousand seven hundred. I have Ryan Armour at sixty nine hundred. And I'm going Nick Taylor at sixty seven hundred. So yeah. you didn't go with Ryan Armour. At 69, you went with Nick Taylor at 67. No, I went with Ryan Armour and Nick Taylor. <laughs> oh. I, I have both of them, and then I have an absolutely loaded top four. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not – I think we, you have to update your lineup on mine, but – Oh, that's right. I did not update it on there. I was, there. I, I was I had, looking. I had Svensson. No, um, I instead of Siwoo, I have KH Lee, and then instead of Svensson, I have uh, Ryan Armour. Cool. Well, then I will jump into FanDuel really quick. Once again, and this one I overpaid for, Tom Kim at 11900 I spent. And then if you think that was a spend, I just went and dropped down to Jordan Spieth at 11700 I went Ooh. with the dog, KH Lee at 10300 I'm riding the Will Gordon train at 9200 Grayson Sig at 8500 and I'm riding the Brandon Wu train at $8,300. That, that is another... In all honesty, kind of balanced once you get past those like top two. Which guys is not of, for me, not my Kim, style. Yeah, came in speed and then you drop down to the balance route. Um, all right, I just double checked. My FanDuel lineup is correct on here. Um, I am starting with Sung J M at 11,800. And then I have Corey Connors at 11,200. I have Adam Scott at 10,400. I have Siwoo Kim at 10,200. I have Ryan Armour at 8,500, and I have Austin Smotherman at 7,900. So I am, again, top-loaded. 
Uh, Heavy. I am all right with it, though, this week. This is the week, in my opinion, to do it, for sure. Works enough. And then I think in honor of you hitting a, a nice, solid week of bets, I think you should take the lead here. Whoop, whoop. Um, all right, so I have three bets. Uh, the first one is Corey Connors, top 20, uh, plus 135. The second is Jordan Spieth, top 20, at minus 105. And the third is Siwoo Kim over Will Gordon and Denny McCarthy at plus 160. Again, I think it's... Someone's less, taking that winner's pick to his head. <laughs> I think it's less about Denny McCarthy in that one, and it's more of a head-to-head Siwoo versus Will Gordon. I'm 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 taking the uh, the Siwoo. Well, that'll be a sweat fest going into Sunday. That'll be a fun one for sure. Oh my goodness, I'm ready for it. Well, I got again. I don't know when you take a look at the top couple guys on the DraftKings leaderboard for sportsbook, it blew me away. Yep. Tom Kim top twenty minus one thirty five. I. Say less. Sung, Sung JM top 20 minus one freaking 10. What? Yeah. I'll take it. We both had Jordan Spieth top 20 minus 105. Brian Harmon top 20 plus 125. Say less. Yep. JJ Spawn top 40 minus 120. He just finished top five at the Sony against a way better field. So if he can just do 39th, chef's kiss on that one, then the goat's back. Keith freaking Mitchell, top 40, minus 115. We had some alternates. I'll just read through them, even though they're not official. Emiliano Grio, top 40, minus 105. Grayson Sig, top 40, plus 135. Will Gordon, top 20, I had in here was plus 300. I didn't look at his top 40 odds, but at one point we were considering that. Yikes. Okay. We're going to be fighting the, the Will Gordon versus... Uh... Versus Siwoo, it sounds like. Yeah, what's uh? I'm curious what Siwoo Kim's um, odds are because I didn't take a look. Do you know offhand? Oh, Siwoo Kim, top forty minus one thirty five. Holy crap! Well, that will thought about it. Well, that I unofficially we'd be betting degenerately on that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So you got a, you got quite a few of those. Um, are we getting into winners or wild picks next? Well, I hit a wild card, so I think I got to start us off here. All right, go for it. Kita Nakajima, top Japanese, plus 600. Ooh. That is a fire. I know you said, um, who was your guy that you thought was going to be the top Japanese? I'm blanking on the name. Oh, my gosh. I just had it. Uh, Kazuki Higa? Yeah, that's who it was. Um, right now, it's between him, Kita Nakajima, and Hideki Matsuyama top three Matsuyama is is a minus 135 in the top Japanese player again after what we saw in round four I was not confident going into this Kita Nakajima he just looks really good to me at plus 600 I think those odds are really really good I don't see the bottom four guys really pushing that so I thought that was a pretty good wild card and then Brandon Wu top 20 at plus 650 that one I'm just rooting for the kid there's a really no statistic behind it but we're riding it no, that's uh, I'm here for it. You know, going woo with Brandon Woo is all is all the way for <laughs> plus plus six fifty two big number. That's a big win if you hit that. Huge. Uh for wild cards, my first one is Gary Woodland top twenty at plus two fifty. Again, I said uh earlier on Gary Woodland had four top thirteens in his last five appearances here, so I'm just hoping that he continues that. Uh, my second wild card pick is KH Lee top ten at plus three sixty. 
I just need him to continue on what he's been doing the last, what, few weeks, few months, and just kind of keep going with that one. Yeah, I like it, and I'm officially doing a stinker tinker. I will be doing a full Kita Nakajima wild card. He's plus 650 for top 20. All right, go go for it. Yeah, I mean, all right, we're taking out Brandon Wu. We're going to Kita Nakajima, and he's, he's doing – all right, top 20. Top 20 plus Ooh. 650. Oh my goodness! What's this? What's this top twenty or top forty? That might be a wild card bet in itself. It's probably about what three hundred. Yeah, plus three hundred. We're doing it. Yep. That's yeah. well, pff, heck. All yeah. right, I I that I need to to stop because the fact that I got plus three hundred for his top forty off the dome is just awful. It tells me I spent way too much time looking at this. Uto is also a plus three hundred. Ooh, what gentleman's bet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's let's go winners. And then I have a couple ideas for gentlemen's bets. All uh, right, you you definitely took last week, so start us off. Yeah, so for winners this week, I'm going a little little heavier than I think I necessarily had to, but I liked it. Uh, I'm going Corey Connors and Adam Scott. Uh, I think both of them could be extremely dangerous as as very potential winners this week. And again, they fit the mold of that Tournament of Champions to Sony crossover where if you played there, you're more likely to win. Fair enough. I went with Denny McCarthy, who we talked about with those putting stats, second in 2022, just has to get on the green, and I think he contends. Yep. And then I went with K.H. Lee, who we've talked about the last 40 minutes Hour. about being just an absolute dog. So, you know, I don't know if there's a lot of other times maybe down the line where I sneak in K.H. Lee, but today's the day. Yeah, no, it's a good option. So, all right, we have we have some options here, Jack. How do you want a gentleman's bet? Option A, we go your Tom Kim versus my Sung Jay. Option B, we go your Will Gordon versus my C Woo. Option C, we go um, we go my Kazuki Higa versus your Kita Nakajima. I think we got to go with the Japan Japan bet. Do we want to do two of them? Do we want to well, do-, do all three then? All right, yeah, we'll just do we'll do all three of them. I will keep everybody in the loop. Then next week, when I, at the end of the day, we will go. Jack's got Tom Kim, Will Gordon, and uh, I can't say his first name. Peter Nakajima. Peter Nakajima, and I have Sung Jay, Siwoo, and Kazuki Higa. The sweat fest will be real. Whoo, it's gonna make it for an interesting week, that's for sure. And now I'll feel better too, so I won't deal with any more Xander withdrawals after the first round. If that because I know I got at least two more bets then. <laughs> there <So>. you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it for the week. As always, give us a follow on social media. Jack's been kind of pumping out some of the the tweets. He's been getting likes from some of the more famous people on Twitter. So he's kind shout of out popped. Paige Renee. Yeah, yeah. Paige Paige popped off and did some likes for Jack. Uh, but on TikTok, we're putting out lineups. I'm putting out additional bets that are not seen here. So, you know, you can do fan duels on parlay or whatnot. Those were looking pretty good up until Xander Shoffley withdrew. (laughs) So, go ahead and follow us there. We're putting out a bunch of stuff. But regardless, we will see you next week. Have a good one and let's go win some money. Deuces.